Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody and welcome back and welcome into 2021. But I just want to welcome back all our faithful listeners to wake up into your dream. I know last year was a time of heaviness in a lot of people's lives. It was a time of uh, introspection. It was a time of repentance. It was a time of reformation. It was a time that we were getting our eyes cleared. Um, hi, this is Barry Miracle, and I just I just want to share a few thoughts with you before I get into the subject today. But I want to tell you that I am really excited about the harvest field of 2021. We were being set up last year. We were being the setback that the enemy had for us. The setback was actually a drawback so that you could be pulled back and pulled away from a few things so that you could, the tension, ladies and gentlemen, that you were feeling was the drawing back of the bow uh, of God that was putting you into a place. And we've been, we've been uh, being put back into a place of original intent. He, he wanted us to come back. Even in the midst of everything that we went through, it wasn't all of the enemy's design. What he was causing us to do is to recalibrate our thoughts and begin to refocus upon the things that really matter. At the end of the day, when you just can't go out, and at the end of the day, when you can't just watch whatever you want and, and things are shut down and, and there's no entertainment, there's no thing, you begin to think about what really matters matters. And there was a global reset that God was doing. I know there's globalism going on and nationalism going on uh, right now. And they're both fighting, um, you know, our, our enemies fighting against each other and against us as well. But I, I know that the enemy has a plan, but his plan is already um, destroyed by God's victory that he placed in on your path before time began. You have to understand that Jesus was your savior before he was ever your creator. He went ahead of time and he put better answers in in the midst of the very problems that you saw yourself in. You just have to understand these principles and God will be able to institute his victory in your life. And it is it is about you living victorious. He, he died so that you could become everything that he designed you to be. And he, 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 his plans for you are good. They're not evil. He does not. He, that's not his plan. His plan is for restoration. But his plan is about, in this season, reformation. And I believe that as he was resetting things back to the original intent, and I said uh, in, our, in our conversation, I guess it was a one-way conversation because I was speaking and you were listening. <laughs> you might have been talking back to me, but that's okay. Uh, but when I was sharing with you that I feel that we're coming into the original tent, but with an upgrade. We're coming back and then we're jumping, leaping quantumly forward into greater days than the church has ever seen 
in, in its lifetime for the last 2,000 years. We're being set up for a get-up so we can go up, so that we could be filled up, so we could rain back down. And my God, I hear the abundance of R-E-I-G-N on the horizon. There's an abundance of rain uh, uh, just coming down, and that's the authority of the ecclesia. That's the authority of the church of God, and that's the authority of the family of God. And I want to be dealing with the, the 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 topic of family today because I believe that there are three significant words for this year: family, fruitfulness, and dominion. And in that order, we must move from that uh, orphan spirit and into the the adopted family of God. We he chose you on purpose. Now it's time for you to choose to be chosen. So there's a reformation going on. I love the word of reformation. I love the word reformation. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of um an overview of where what we talked about um uh on January 5th and and the one word that I want to focus on right now is reformed, reform, to reform something. When you reform something or someone means to make changes in order to improve it. So we are in a time of reformation and, and we need to understand what reformation means. It is amazing. <laughs> reformation is um better i like it better than restoration i like it even better than transformation when when we're talking reformation um we're talking about things being brought back when you reform something so it, there you have a form but you're reforming it so you're actually making it better than it was in the first place this is this is very exciting that God is doing that in, on, and through us. And, and, and I'm just going to uh, read a scripture here that has to do with it. Hebrews 9.10, For the gifts, sacrifices, and ceremonies deal with only uh, clean and unclean, food and drink, and various rituals, washing mere external regulations for the body imposed to help worshipers. Until the time of reformation, reformation, until the time of reformation. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a season of reformation. That is the time of the new order when Christ will establish the reality of what these things foreshadowed, a better covenant, a better covenant. We are living in a better covenant. You need to stop looking. Uh, I love the Old Testament. The, uh, the Old Testament is the infallible word of, the God, uh, of God. But I want to tell you, you have to understand many of the um, Old Testament scriptures have to do with an old covenant. There are things that changed when you entered into the much more excellent covenant. Stop looking to Job as your mentor. Stop looking even to Moses as your mentor. Jesus is your mentor. Jesus is everything. The kingdom of God consists of the son of his love, and his name is Jesus. You've been transferred into the kingdom of the son of his love, and his name is Jesus. Jesus is now our lineage. Jesus is now the one uh, that we are following. He is perfect theology, and he is perfect doctrine. Whatever he is doing or whatever he is saying is our 
doctrine and our theology. We take our cues, we take our lesson, we, we are being mentored by the words of Christ. Not, not, not so much, we do not, we are not um, sons of Job, we're not sons of Moses. We have been grafted into the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, yes, but that doesn't mean that we have to abide by all all 613 laws to be saved or to be pure. No, no, those are Levitical laws, those, those, um, those laws that, that the Judaism w- would try to, to fulfill, they, they have been um, superseded by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we have actually become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have become one with the spirit of the living God. So this reformation that I'm talking about is the much more excellent covenant. The glory that Moses had, ladies and gentlemen, compared to the glory that we have is like his glory was no glory at all because his was passing away where ours is and has remained. We always have the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, the perfect blood, the sacrifice that was made in this realm, the body sacrifice, the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ in this realm has given us accessibility to everything from heaven to come into this realm. He bled in this realm shed his blood in this realm, and then he took it and sprinkled it on the mercy seat in the heavenly realms, giving accessibility to both realms. And now we are in a season, and actually, to be truthful with you, we've been in the season of reformation for 2,000 years. We just need to wake up to the promises that are yes and amen, and we are in a season of family. We are in a season where where the family of God is the, is the much more excellent word in the much more excellent covenant. When I've been asking the Lord, and I just give you a little bit of a review preview, uh, review, and then uh, and a preview of where we're going, is that family, as I've been asking the Lord, what is the much more excellent word? Because we have to have a much more excellent word in this season. And, and um, he said, family. Family is a word that we need to use and in intercession in this season of our lives. When God wanted to represent himself here on the earth, he said, let us make man in our image. That When he's making reference to himself, that's the Hebrew word Elohim, which is the pluralization of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image. And when he made man in his image, he, he had a thought of making a family. So then he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So he took half of Adam and he made Eve, the family of God, the family. Adam was formed in the midst of chaos outside of the Garden of Eden. And then he was taken and placed in the garden. That's why man has this sense of conquering. That's why man has this, this sense of, 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 of a bit of a wild side, that they need to be conquering something. They need to be protecting something. They need to be taking a harvest. They need to be hunting. They need to be out and about and doing what they were called to do. And then, and then he, made, he took half of Adam. He just didn't take a rib. I mean, if you look at, if you begin to uh, uh, study it out in, in Hebrew, in the Hebrew, you, you will understand that he just didn't take his rib. He took absolute half of Adam and made Eve. But where did he make Eve? He made Eve in the garden. 
So she was made in the place of protection. She was made, she was formed when she, when she got reformed. <laughs> and, and that's what, when he says that he made man, it was good. But when he made Eve, he said it was very good. My God, some women out there need to be saying hallelujah to that one. So when he, he, he reformed, when he reformed Adam, he took half of Adam and made Eve and said, she is very good. But the interesting thing is that she was made in the garden. Adam was made outside the garden and then placed, you could study it out for yourself. I don't have time necessarily to get into all of that, but you could study it out and find out that Adam was made outside of the garden and then placed in the garden. Then he took half of Adam and he made Eve, reformed Adam, upgraded, <laughs> and um, made Eve, but it's interesting. She was made in the garden. The mother of all was made in the garden. This is why there's this need of nesting. This is why, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be paternalistic here. I'm just, I'm just, I'm breaking it down so we can understand we are actually two different uh, creatures. You know, we're the same race, we're the same creator, all these, but there are, there are distinctive identities and qualities that a, that a man has then from a woman. And, and this attack on the family, uh, you know, to, to, trying to make it something that it's not we as believers we believe i believe the word of god from cover to cover i believe that it's in air i believe and somebody needs to amen and pray for me that you know that that this does not get misconstrued of what i'm saying i, I love everybody i'm if you wear a, an earth suit you will never be my enemy i will never look at anybody as an enemy if you have an earth suit if you ha have the skin on you are not my enemy. You are a son and daughter of the Most High God. You came into this realm as a dream. So hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. But I want to let you know there are distinctive qualities that are different. Man was made outside of the garden, then placed in the garden. Then he put Adam to sleep, took half of him, and he reformed Adam, and he called it very good. There's something about the, the, the mothers in this world that are very good. We are good as fathers, but there's something about a mother that is very good. And, there, and I don't feel less than because of that. This, this, came, this came out of who we were. But we need to understand our callings and, and, and our places. This is, this is an important topic to understand. God created a family. Then he says, go forth, procreate, and take dominion. He gave the family, the family he gave a commandment to that he never rescinded. Family is the answer to everything. It's the answer to the longing of, of mankind. It's the, it's the answer to every agenda that the world is trying to uh, um, enforce on this world. It is the answer. Family is the answer. It's the answer to globalism. It's the answer to nationalism. It's, it's the answer to the far left and the far right agendas. It's the, it's the answer to everything we need. If we could just come back and understand that family is the answer. It is a prophetic word in this season. Family, like I said last, uh, last week, Family combats without combating. You, family doesn't have to choose sides. It just is. It begins to displace 
every diabolical scheme of the enemy by just being. Family does not choose. Family just is. Family is the quintessential word for this season, for the people of the earth. Family is irreplaceable, irrevocable, and foundation and foundational for our lives. There has been so much that has come against family. Why? Because family is the answer. There has been a, a systematic agenda to destroy and displace the biblical template of family because family is the answer, the family of God. God is about to reestablish family. Uh, I, I believe this season that the biblical family is going to be one of the greatest uh, and the highest desires of attainable virtues here on the earth. The, the family is going to be re restored in so many ways. I, I remember back in the 80s, uh, you know, the father was denigrated. The father was was absolutely shut down and 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 made fun of and teased. And 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 I, I'm all I'm all about sarcasm. That's one of my love languages. If you ever have dinner with me, you you know I'm an equal opportunity offender. I, I mean, you know, I might offend just about every everything. I'm, I'm not that bad. But I, what I'm trying to say is that that um, I'm okay about teasing. I'm okay about joking and, je and jesting and, and having fun and, and poking fun. I'm okay with that. But it, there's a difference. There's a line that you cross when you begin to denigrate. There's a, a line that is crossed, that has been crossed, that's come against fathers. And it's all about fathers taking their place as the the as the person that is a protector, that is a keeper, as a person that fathers have been in this place where they're not being an answer, where, where you know, children and, and even um, their wives are, are like, you're not an answer, you're a joke. This, this is what was presented to us in, in, in the 80s and probably even bef you know, a little before that and where we began to rebel against all of uh, structure and that kind of thing. And, you know, structure is not bad. Control is bad. And, and, you know, and fathers, they, you know, they got frustrated and they begin to frustrate their children and, and, and push them away and all this kind of thing. And, and, and it was a breakdown of the family happened. It was, it's been a systematic assault against family because family is the answer for every answer or every question out there. Family, I, I, I want us to understand that family is also uh, where, where entrepreneurs are going to make money in the future because it, it, the return to family, it's going to be a worldwide phenomenon. I'm prophesying that family, it's coming back to family because family is what really matters at the end of the day. When, when, you, when you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go, you, don't know, you, you can go, you can come back to family. And, and a lot of people have a, uh, um, a twisted sense of family because of abuse or because of a, uh, you know, a mother or a father or you know, your uh, a mother may not have been in your life or a father not, may not be in your life. And I know that a, a daughter gets her confidence from her father and a, and a son gets his confidence from her mother. And I, and I know if they're missing out of the picture, you need healing. And I want to say that God is healing up 
the mentality of family in your life. And God can restore what the enemy has stolen. I mean no disrespect to my family, but I come from a divorced home. And so I was looking for love in all the wrong places because I wanted that what I didn't get from my mom, I I was looking for in every other area. And I want to tell you that I've been healed. I'm being healed, but I tell you, I'm significantly healed more than I've ever been in in my life and and, and free. And, And God can restore to you that which the enemy has stolen. And I want to tell you that there is a restoration of the identity of family and of the of the uh, kingdom principle of the family that is coming. Family needs to be something that that we war with in this season. We uh, and I just I just mentioned just quickly and I did last week as well when I was doing an overview of the word for this year. Uh, apostolic entrepreneurs, I want you to hear the word of the Lord. You need to invest in family vehicles. I mean, it's it's going to be a long haul because it's a seed. I believe that there's a fresh seed that's being planted of these of this ideology uh, that is biblical of family, and and so it's going to take some time to grow. And there's going to be some some super growth. There's going to be some acceleration on this seed of family and that is coming forth. But um, it's in for the long haul. But we will see a turning this season of people coming back to family, coming back home. We have been looking for a supernatural, spectacular turnaround. And the answer is family. It's more, uh, we've been actually just looking for the kaboom, the kabam, like the disciples were with when Jesus was resurrected from the dead and, and, and he was being, he was ascending to the father. And he, just before he ascended to the father, he, he said, the disciples said, okay, so it's now, right? This is when you're going to go back to heaven. You're going to get your million angels. You're going to jump on your white horse and you're cutting. I know you, you came in on a donkey, but now I know it's time for you to come back on the white horse with your million angels, fiery swords, you know, destroying all the wicked and restoring Israel to leadership, da 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 No, and he said, it starts with a seed. Everything starts with a seed. The kingdom of God is a seed, but I'm telling you, it's been growing for 2,000 years, and it is about to bloom. It's busting out. The foundation is set, and I want to tell you, the family of God's coming forth in Jesus' mighty name. God has a plan for this earth, and it is you and the family of God. So, um, when you are interceding this year and as you're praying for this year use the word family family is the original intent call forth family to awaken call forth family to be established call forth the power of family to begin to displace all other ungodly ideologies and agendas don't come against stuff as much as you use the word of god to displace stuff let the word of god do the heavy lifting in your life So there's one last thing. So I talked a little bit about fathers, but I want to tell you the anointing is on mothers for this season. The anointing of God that will displace that this the seed of life is in the voice of mothers and actually in the lives of women. Um, Women are to take their place. I heard in the spirit wailing women win the war so the 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 family component that is shining and that the glory of god is illuminating in this season is women and he's also hearing the the cries of injustice from the land 
he is hearing the blood crying out of the injustice of minorities and 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 women in this season and but i just want to focus on women for for this first part there i i, I women like zoholafed's daughters um zoholafed's daughters they didn't get an inheritance from their father before he died. And they, none of them had, there was five of them, and none of them had husbands. And, and this was the time when Moses, and, and then the time of Joshua. When, when Moses and Joshua were talking about, you know, divvying up the promised land and, and who would get what. And Zoholafed, his, his life, he would receive an inheritance but he died before the inheritance was distributed. So the, his daughters, who were um, Mala, which means weak and sickly, Noah, which means motion, motion or rest, Hagla, which means to hobble or to hop, Milka means queen and ruler, and Tirza, she is my delight. These five went to Moses and said, Moses, we want, the, and, and we just we request and we are asking and have pity on us because we did not receive an inheritance because we have no husbands and our father has passed away. And, and, and what can we do? Can you give us the inheritance? So they boldly went desperation. And I'll tell you, women, you, you need to get hungry and thirsty to see your legacy and your children saved and your children come into the kingdom of God and, and your legacy to, to be strong and far and wide and reaching and everlasting. The, 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 the victory is in your voice and calling on your inheritance. And these women were hungry and they were thirsty. They were desperate. They needed, they needed something. So they did did not stop until they got what they, they kept on knocking. They kept on seeking. They kept on asking until they received from God. And Moses said, I don't know what to do. So he, he goes back. He goes and, and seeks the Lord. And the Lord says, give them their inheritance. Women, be bold in this season to demand your inheritance. The Bible says, give me this day my daily bread. When you're praying the, the, the Lord's Prayer that my wife Tammy and I pray every day, we expand upon it. But when we, when we go from asking for the kingdom of God to come in, all, in, in our lives and the lives of our children, spiritual children, our spheres of influence, yeah, da, 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 da. then we get to the place where, where it says, give us this day our daily bread. You notice that it's not, would you please give me my, no, there has to be a boldness and understanding that you are a child of God and that you make a demand upon what God has made available to you. It's not that he wants it, but you have to use your faith and you got to call it in. He says, when you pray, say, you need to declare it. The voice of victory is in the mouth of women and in the mouth of mothers in this season. I want to tell you, as you act like Zoholophed's daughters and you go before God and say, I want my inheritance. I want my inherit father. God, give me my inheritance. And then you can be like Caleb's daughter, Aksa, which means adorn. Caleb actually used the principle of Zoholophed's daughters and said, I can give my daughter an inheritance. So he gave his daughter an inheritance, but then she comes back. And here's the deal. Don't be satisfied with just getting part of your inheritance. Don't be satisfied, women and mothers of God. Do not be satisfied in this season. There is more. 
You've seen some, but you haven't seen it all. And so it acts it is. She received it. She was very grateful. I'm not saying not to be thankful, but you need to understand there's more. She received an inheritance from her father, but then she went back and she said, I also want the well-watered plain so I can take a harvest. Oh my God, women of God, rise up in this season of your life and begin to displace the enemy by replacing your inheritance into the place that the enemy designed for your failure. There is a grace upon your life to make a demand. Say, Father God, I need my inheritance. And he's going to begin to show you in your prayer life. He's going to begin to show you and things are going to, when you begin to think like this, that you have an inheritance that can call, can be called upon. You will, you will create places for a, you need to mother the father's In this season, what does that mean? You need to speak into your husbands and and literally even your fathers and and, and sons in this season that they would be everything that they're called to be, that they would rise up and be the protectors. They would rise up and be the providers. They'd rise up and and be everything that God called them to be. The the victory is in your voice. So this is what the Lord told me. I'm going to just sum this up here. In this season, the voice of authority is within women and minorities. God is sharing with us that he is hearing the injustice that's been going on, and he has especially anointed women's and minority voices. The tipping point rests upon the marginalized. If you feel that you have been marginalized in the, in, the, in your life and in the seasons of your life, you will be, you need to be like um Blind Bartimaeus, you need to be like blind Bartimaeus in this season of your life. He is the son of Timaeus, the son of the marginal. Timaeus means marginalized. He is the son of the marginalized one. There, there is an anointing on the marginalized. There's an anointing that is that has been released, and that's why you see you're you're, you're seeing like even things like the Wet'suwet'en, um, the the the. First Nations that was out in BC that started making demands for for their inheritances and and they started making and then there's there's um, the even before that there there was uh, I don't know more and that was another First Nations group and then that that swelled into into many First Nations groups and, and coming forward and saying you know we want we want what is ours and and then and then over this past season you you have uh, people like Black Lives Matter and I'm not taking anybody's side hear what I'm saying not what I'm not saying but there is the blood crying from the ground for justice but there is a better word. The tipping point rests upon the marginalized. The, the, I am a minority in, in the world. I am First Nations. I was born on the Tindanega Mohawk territory. I am Mohawk, and I, I know what I'm talking about, I, but I'm also white-looking, and I went to a Mohawk school, so I received what you would call reverse discrimination, where the worst thing you could be called is a white man. So I understand the, the, the minorities. I understand what it is to be marginalized. I understand what it is to be oppressed. And but I, I'm not just crying out for my own people. I'm not just crying out for my 
own needs. If the, if women and and the marginalized will cry out and and hear a word from the Lord, and one of those words is family. Family, family, family. If you, if the women will call forth the inheritance of the family, if if the marginal, if, if the people that have been oppressed will not pronounce judgment, you have the authority to pronounce judgment, or you have the authority to pronounce life and life much more abundance into this world. In the midst of everything you've been going through, minorities hear the word of the Lord. The ones that have been marginalized hear the word of the Lord. Don't just ask for justice. Cry out for mercy. And let this planet produce a greater grace. You are about to release a greater grace because if you can reach down deep and release forgiveness and mercy in this season, you will be the tipping point. It really matters what we speak in this season. Women of God, uh, wailing women will win the war. Women of God, if you begin to cry out, uh, people that have been marginalized, if you begin to cry out, the, your voice will shape our future. Your voice, whether, whether you call forth justice, which is your right, hear what I'm saying, it's your right, but if you can speak a better word, if you can speak mercy, if you cry out for a greater grace to envelop you and your people and this world. If you say, Father God, I've, I've suffered. I've, I've come through this. I, I don't know what to do. I've been, I've been abused and hurt and wounded and, and made fun of and all these things all my life, but I'm not going to pronounce judgment. I'm going to pronounce mercy. If you will do that, you will shift this world. Can I get you? to reach down deep and think beyond your current needs and beyond your current niche and your and your culture and, and think according to the principles of God. God said there's a better word than justice. There's a better word that, he, that, that, that you find when you sit at the mercy seat. He said to me, Barry, if you want a better word, come sit at my mercy seat. The better word is mercy and forgiveness. If we will release this and if we will call forth family, in this season of our lives, we will literally shift our nations around the world. Well, hallelujah. Thank you for listening in today. I look forward to hearing uh, some, some feedback from this. I, I believe that this is a word from the Lord. Next week, we'll be sharing on fruitfulness. I'm going to go a little deeper into that. And thank you for listening today. I believe that, that our best days are on us and coming upon us. I believe there's an apostolic anointing for extreme advancement. I believe that we are about to abound like we've never abounded before. I believe that the wealth of the wicked is being transferred into the hands of the righteous. So this is our season to arise and shine, ladies and gentlemen. So until next week, this is Barry Miracle signing off. And if you, if you get a chance, go to my website, www.barrymiracle.ca and connect with us there. You, you're, um, we'd love for you to, to sow a seed of love in there. You can buy my book from there um, and, and just receive some encouragement. I have other resources there that you can, you can uh, absorb to, uh, to bring hope into your lives and, and spread the, 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 this commodity of hope that is so important in this season. Much love for now. Very Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. 
in these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.